Were you to ask her boys, they would tell you that for Rose, there had always been Hugo. This was not strictly true. He had come to her first when she was six. Before that was a desert stretch of forgotten dreams and nightmares, populated with the common anxieties of childhood, monsters made of discarded laundry, princes and dresses and tiny pink ponies, mean, dirty neighbor children. Before Hugo came, Rose dreamed like any other girl child, small, damp fists curled, heart-shaped face placid, the calm rise and fall of small lungs under a tangle of blankets. Of course, she looked the same while she slept after he came to her, but her dreams were very different. Rose could recall only one of the dreams that came before Hugo, a nightmare. Lost in a department store, she'd searched for her mother inside an enormous rack of clothes. As she'd pressed her face farther and farther into the slick polyesters, the clothes began to smother her, closing in until she couldn't move. Terror and loss overwhelmed her, and she woke racked with sobs. Sobs that brought, Oh, my sweet, oh, my darling, her mother. Reunited and reassured, little Rose was able to return to sleep. Rose thought she must have been about four when she'd had this dream. She remembered faint images of the nightmare, but these were slippery and unsure. She wasn't certain if she was truly remembering the dream, or if she was picturing the story she must have recounted to her mother that night in the darkness. This was unlike her adventures with Hugo in every way. These she could recount as easily as she could list the things she had accomplished since breakfast. Rose knew this was out of the ordinary. In college, when their excitement for each other was still new and above the clothes, and Josh's nightly stubble was still exfoliating patches of cherry on Rose's face, the man who would be her husband told her about a particularly raunchy dream she'd featured in. I've never had a sex dream, said Rose. I don't think that's possible, said Josh, his hand tracing the denim seams on her leg. But it was and that early, early morning was the first time Rose told anyone about the boy in her dreams. Stretched close to Josh on his twin bed, their heads on a single pillow, atop of twist of sheets in sore need of a wash, Rose began to describe the world she'd inhabited since she was a little girl, a place she'd gone to every night that was more familiar to her than her parents' home. She described an island ringed by a beach of pink sand. Not Bermuda pink, More like flamingo pink. Pink pink. Like Pepto? Do you want to hear this or not? Josh laughed, filled with the smell of her, her breath warm on his face. Of course I do. The sky there was almost always covered in clouds, but when the sun broke through, shafts of light would strike the beach, changing the sand. The grains would begin to sparkle. When they do that, if you hit them right, run at them just right, They throw you into the air. Like flying? More like bouncing really, really high. It's fun. Hmm. This feels weird. Rose sat up. She was still dressed, miracle of miracles, but somehow she felt that Josh had hidden her clothes, tucked them into a dark corner of his dorm room. She shouldn't have said anything. Shouldn't have betrayed her secret. Or Hugo. I'm sorry. Rose was quiet in the dark. She stared down at the silhouette of his cheek on the pillow and fought the panic that she'd blown it. Shit, she'd blown it. But after a moment, Rose felt his wide, warm palm come to rest on the small of her neck. 
its gentle gravity inviting her towards his chest, but not insisting that she go there. Please, I want to hear. I want to know everything about you. Rose decided then that maybe she didn't need to tell him all of it. Maybe she could just stop at the beach. But somehow that night, after she succumbed to the pull of Josh's body, she told him everything, unveiled the secrets of her dreams, of the life she had lived with Hugo.